Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. Here is a statement that you might want to pay attention to, and you may or may not agree with it. Here it is. Everyone, everyone is controlled by someone or something. And that means everyone. Did you catch that emphasis? You see, uh, the truth is, uh, some people would say, well, I'm not an alcoholic, I'm not a drug addict, uh, I am not addicted to, to, to porn or something else, and so I'm not controlled by anybody. But, yes, you are. You are controlled at some level by yourself, by your own decisions, but, but ultimately, if you are not following Christ, you are controlled by not only your flesh, but by the enemy, by Satan. We're in someone's dominion, in someone's control. It's either on the dark side, Satan's control, or it's on the light side, on the right side, Christ's control. Christ's followers are commanded to be controlled by the Holy Spirit. We talked about that on the previous podcast do not be drunk with wine, but be being filled with the Holy Spirit. That verb there, filled, is, is a command, and it is a command to an ongoing lifestyle. Be being controlled by the Holy Spirit. So we ask ourselves, as we were finishing up the last podcast, how do we know that we're under the Holy Spirit's control? And that's answered right there in Ephesians 5, verses 19 to 21, where it says that we'll be speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in our hearts to the Lord. So uh, when we're under the control of the Holy Spirit, under the influence of the Holy Spirit, he brings a, a something out of our heart. In our heart, we're singing to the Lord. But not only that, outwardly, we're speaking to one another in those songs. And, and uh, so it's important when we get together in the body of Christ that we sing to each other. And you say, well, I can't carry a tune in the bucket. You can make a joyful noise, according to the psalmist, and it comes from the heart. And then uh, verse uh, 20 says, we're giving thanks in everything. And that doesn't mean that I say, oh, thank you, Lord, that I just broke my foot. But thank you, Lord, that you're working in these circumstances, good ones and difficult ones. And then verse 21 says we're submitting to one another. That mutual submission, that, that is not an easy thing to do in the flesh, uh, to, to submit to one another. But uh, when the Holy Spirit's controlling us, that's happening. But I want to take it a step further on, on this uh, podcast today. I want to talk about walking by the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, Paul told the Galatians, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not carry out the desire of the flesh. For the flesh sets its desire against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. For these are in opposition to one another, so that you may not do the things that, that you please. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under, under the law. And so here, uh, we're plainly told that uh, we are walking, and to walk is to take one step, one decision at a time. It is a metaphor for living our lives. This is a walk through life. Uh, when you're walking, you're taking that step, and when you're living your life, you're making decisions every day, small ones and larger ones, and our life is a sum total of our decisions. It's our walk, and this walk also, um, it, it uh, portrays progress. When you're walking, you're, you're moving forward. You're going somewhere. You're 
you're either moving forward deeper and deeper into sin or you're moving forward and making progress and growth in your Christian life. And so here we're told to walk by the Spirit. That's the same thing as living under the control of the Spirit. It's being filled with the Spirit. Both are synonymous, walking. And here, this walking by the Spirit is is contrasted with uh, walking in the flesh or under the control of the flesh. And it's obviously that the two are very opposite to one another. In other words, you're either walking under the control of the flesh... The flesh is just uh, our, our natural tendencies, our natural sinful tendencies. Or you're walking under the control of the Holy Spirit. And, and when we're walking under the control of the flesh, it's characterized by certain things. Now, the deeds of the flesh. This is uh, Galatians 5.19. The deeds of the flesh are evident. And which are these? Immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, disputes, dissensions, factions, envy, and drunkenness, carousing, and things like these, of which I forewarn you, just as I have forewarned you, that those who practice, that's the key word, practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And so the characteristics of the flesh are all of those things, and practicing those things on an ongoing basis. That doesn't mean that a believer can't fall into one of those sins. Uh, It happens. It absolutely happens uh, at some level. But anyone that is marked is characterized by those sins on an ongoing basis, practicing it, they're not truly believers. They're not truly Christ followers. But, But, verse 22, the good news is the fruit of the Spirit Fruit is is the outcome. It's not something that we can produce, but that the Holy Spirit produces. The outcome, the fruit of the Spirit uh, is, and it goes on to name three, th- nine things that we're going to talk about, but let me just say that fruit is those attitudes that lead to certain actions. So it's our attitudes and our actions that come out of walking by the Spirit. When we walk by the Spirit, when we're under the control of the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit... Uh, is is um, influencing our lives, then there are going to be certain attitudes that mark our lives, which lead to certain actions, because we act out of our heart, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, out of the heart flow the issues of life, the, the uh, writer of the Proverbs said in Proverbs chapter 4. And so, so uh, the outcome of walking by the Spirit, of being controlled by the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit are these things. And here's what it says. It is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And then verse 24 says, Now those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified or put to death the flesh with its passions and desires. And there's only one way to do that, and that is through the power of the Holy Spirit who lives in us. So let's go through these nine things just quickly, these nine uh, fruit of the Spirit that are listed here. Uh, and the first one is love, and love is agape. It is that divine love, that, that love that God had for us when He sent His Son. The love that Jesus had when he sacrificed his very life for us. Uh, That's the kind of love we're talking about here. And so uh, the Holy Spirit will produce in us an unselfish, giving, caring love for others, even when they're unlovely. You know, uh, Christ loved us when we were yet sinners. Unlovely. But he loved us enough to 
even die, die for us, to die in our place, to take our punishment. That's divine love, and the Holy Spirit will produce that kind of love in us, and that's the only way that it can happen, because we are inherently selfish at nature. All of us are at some point, some worse than others, I realize, deeper than others, but that kind of love is very unselfish. And then the next one is joy. And joy is, is, is a happiness, a, a, a feeling that is connected not to circumstances, but to Jesus. It is uh, uh, um, something that that exuberance, that rejoicing in Jesus, even when everything's going wrong, everything's going wrong, there can be that deep joy that's connected, that relationship with Jesus, and only the Holy Spirit can produce that. The next one is peace. Peace is a harmonious relationship with God that brings an inner calm. Again, it's connected not to the outer circumstances, but it is that inner calm that comes. Uh, And so the Holy Spirit can produce peace in our life in the midst of the storm. Are you going through a storm right now? Are you going through a, a terrible or tough circumstances? You can, in the middle of it, have joy and have peace because your joy and peace through the power of the Holy Spirit is connected directly to your relationship with Jesus. And then the next one is patience. And this patience is, is, is translated in, in uh, some translations, long-suffering. It means to bear with, to show restraint, even in the face of provocation. Uh, uh, you know, somebody gets under your skin, under your nerves, treats you wrong, but you patiently endure it. The next one is kindness, and that's a graciousness, a goodness of heart. Kindness. We need more kindness, and only the Holy Spirit can produce this, particularly in, when we're under the gun again. And, and you know, if you live for Jesus and you live in this world long, you're going to get under the gun at some point. Uh, you're going to uh, be persecuted or laughed at or mistreated or, or there are going to be other issues that come, kindness. And then the next one is goodness. And goodness is, is good moral character. Uh, it's something that's that's in the very fiber of your being. You know, again, we're not naturally good. We don't naturally lean toward it. I don't care what anybody says. You know, they say there's a little goodness in everybody, but let me tell you something. The Bible says there's none good, no, not one, and we don't tend toward goodness, but through the power, the control of the Holy Spirit, the fruit it produces is good moral character that says, I'm going to do the right thing no matter what. The next one is faithfulness. Faithfulness. That's number seven. Uh, the fruit of the Spirit is faithfulness. That means that we can be trusted or reliable. It's a reliability, uh, a loyalty, as it were. And, and the Holy Spirit produces that reliability, that loyalty. And then number eight, the eighth fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. And, and that could uh, be uh, described as a meekness before God and man, even in evil situations. Meekness is, is not weakness. It is power under control. The best picture of that is a huge horse that could go, but that bit in his mouth. And, that, and, and uh, the, the control there is, is uh, through the bit in his mouth. That's power under control and the reins that are connected to that. 
and we may have the power to hurt somebody when they hurt us, but rather we we don't do it. And that brings us to the last one, the ninth one, fruit of the Spirit is self-control. That comes from a Greek word, kratos, which means strength, but it is it is the right use of the strength that we have. Self-control means that I might have the power to do so, but I control it. I might have the power to do the wrong thing, but I don't. Uh, and, and self-control is that. So the Holy Spirit is what God uh, uh, uses. As who It is God who is working in our life to produce this fruit that's in our lives uh, through the power of the Holy Spirit again. Do you know that uh, these not only are attitudes, but they're attitudes that lead the right, to the right actions, and, and the right action produces the right relationships between other people? The fruit of the Spirit, when we're walking by the Spirit, we will show love. We will have joy even under fire, peace under fire, patience under fire, kindness to people, even people that we that may not deserve it, goodness, good moral character, living the way we ought to live, doing the right things, faithfulness, trustworthiness, reliability, loyalty, gentleness, meekness before God and man, even in, in evil situations, self-control, using the powers that God gives us in the right way. That is what walking by the Spirit produces in our lives. Let me ask you a question. Are you under the control of the Holy Spirit? You're controlled by someone, by something. It's either your own flesh or it is the power of God. As as, as believers, as followers of Christ, I pray that we will walk by the Spirit under the influence of, filled with, by the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Well, until next time. God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.